Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Leanne, and I'm barely holding it together. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm your host, Lauren, and I wish you all could have heard the voice message Leanne sent me after (laughs) the last Ahsoka episode that came out, because it was epic. This is what we're talking about this episode, is Ahsoka episode five. Otherwise known as everything I've ever dreamed of. Also known as every scream I left you on that. Actually, you know what? I have that. Let's put it in right here. Oh my god! (laughs) I don't even know what I'm watching right now! I am so fucking here for this! Oh my god! (laughs) It's so good. Yeah, so... That was my reaction. <laughs> that was me in the middle of watching episode five, and I paused it enough to send Lauren and I think Derek <laughs> that reaction. So truly, it was not spoilery. No, no, I didn't. I, I it honestly, <laughs> it gave me expectations that I wasn't. I wasn't even sure anymore. Like your reaction made me like, well, what? What is it going to be exactly? I was What not did sure. we even witness besides greatness? I was blown the fuck away. <laughs> it was so well done. I know we've been sitting on this show and asking for like some of the things we got in this episode. I never would have thought it would come in such a spectacular yeah. uh package. It was I don't even, I, I couldn't even process it. I literally couldn't. Yeah. I kind of just sat there dumbfounded afterwards. I wasn't even, I wasn't even able to like scream or have, well, first of all, it was like two in the morning and the rest of my family was asleep. So, <laughs> the benefits of living alone, yeah. me, and having to go to bed. <laughs> wasn't no allowed to here. scream. <laughs> my cat straight up left. He left. I was kicking my legs like crazy in in bed. I watched it in bed. (laughs) My first mistake. But like, (laughs) it was a scene. But yeah, I understand. You couldn't scream. I screamed for you and everyone else. (laughs) You did. You screamed for me for sure. But I I don't know. I like my brain still. I'm I'm not even sure what we saw. Like, I'm I'm a little confused, honestly. (laughs) I'm coming away really confused. But also, like, you said this is something we've always wanted and they did it so well hayden is i just want to like bow at his feet he was so beautiful and perfect and just oh i feel i do have chills i wondered if i would get the chills yeah i feel happy for him let's let's honor the goat hayden christensen (laughs) yes 
Hayden, yes. you you watched Clone Wars. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> he had it down. Oh my god, I don't know where to start. It was. It, here I go with no words. <laughs> this is the trouble <laughs> with a podcast and not having words. I okay. First off, let's go shallow and go deep. Then then go deeper. Yes, shallow right <laughs> shallow. off the bat. He looked fantastic. They got the hair down, mm-hmm. like young Clone Wars Anakin. The little curl, but, the curls, yeah. the armor, the fucking blue and maroon armor. I was so. Yes. This is why I was screaming because it's like you said, the dumbfounded thing. I knew what I was seeing, but I didn't know what I was watching. It was some kind of mind fuck. Like I was missing some of the dialogue because my own inner dialogue was like, God, he looks good. Oh my God. He has the voice down. Oh, he's got the stance down. Oh, look at young Ahsoka. Oh, she's got her little Padawan jiggly thing. You know, all these things are like... (laughs) And, and then fucking Rex! Motherfucking Rex, yo! <laughs> <laughs> they threw it all at us and I was eating it up. I know, I was <sighs> I was so distracted by the fact that we were finally getting live-action Clone Wars that I barely could understand what was happening because I wasn't listening to them. <laughs> yes, it, it was like it was like the two halves of my brain weren't functioning together. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. It was I, I look Look, there's something about the way that Hayden and this I'm giving full fucking credit to this man. If it wasn't obvious in the Kenobi show, it is obvious in the I can't even believe we're saying this. The way he can turn from Vader to Anakin facially mm-hmm. in the blink of an eye. Props, dude. Props. Yeah. I, I'm he I'm here for it. He freaks me out. And then turns me on all in like a split second. I know when he turns into Vader and she says, I don't want to fight you, I think is what she said. And he says, incorrect. I was just like, that's yeah. creepy. Oh, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh my God. There's so that, good. like, that Anakin that you get on the Mustafar platform where he's trying, yeah. like, Padme's yes. trying to reason with him and he can't be reasoned with. And it's, it, it made me feel so sorry for Ahsoka. She's coming up against a brick wall of a human being basically is what he is at that point. He's so stubborn and scary. The wild part is is that she's now battled him as Vader you know in in Rebels. Like that has happened. Mm -hmm. And, And remember what does she say? I choose life. I choose to live. Yeah. I choose to live. And I think that's the lesson in all of this is the fact that you can fight, you can survive, but are you living? You have to make that choice. And how yeah. are you actually living? Because, I mean, it kind of boils down to, like, Vader was existing, but he wasn't living. Not until he gave up all of that for Luke. Yeah. I was very confused by the messaging, honestly. Yeah? I thought it was contradictory, and maybe that's on purpose because we are walking contradictions as human beings. We think one thing and do another. We lie to ourselves about what we are. But yeah. I I don't know. I I came away feeling like I'm not sure what this message was. I really am not. And Ahsoka came out of it being so enlightened that I was like, I must have missed it. Because it was weird to me that Anakin kept telling her these weird kind of like messed up ideas that he said things like, um, here, I have them written down. So he said things like, she said, I don't understand. And he said, that's your problem. She said, what about my training? And he said, this is your training. And she's in war. She's a child in combat. Mm-hmm. And she, well, the she, training is, is this vision that she's in. Cause it's just right. like the Luke in the cave and Ray in the mirrors Right, but it's not, because she's really referencing that this is not what I signed up for. I wanted to be a Jedi. You were training me to be a warrior. I was raised in battle, you know? And he keeps saying, you're a warrior now, like I taught you to be. Like, if you don't fight, you'll die, which is Mm -hmm. not Jedi. This is not Jedi at all. But But that's what Anakin was worried about. 
But, like, why? Because he wasn't that way, like, as Anakin Skywalker. He Well, I, I think he was so worried about losing people that he taught Ahsoka how to survive partially so that he wouldn't lose her. And he ended up losing her anyway, right? Yeah. In, in one way or another. So I think Obi-Wan is the teacher for you have to be a Jedi, not a warrior. Anakin is the teacher of be a warrior over anything else, right? Not not over a yeah. Jedi, but like this is battle stuff. Like this is this is shop talk, you know? Right. Uh, so I feel like I was waiting for Obi-Wan to show up. Just a flicker. Somebody in the background, a body double with a beard. I don't care. I was waiting for him to just kind of run by. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get it. I know. I thought he'd be in the background hovering. <laughs> I am satiated. I'm fine. <laughs> it's just a flicker. I was just like, one more and we got the trio. But I can understand your confusion because I don't know if it has to do with... Because he asked her about the Padawan. Don't mm-hmm. you want a Padawan of your own? And she, she she doesn't really want Sabine. My question is, why isn't she training uh, Jason? Yeah, I had the same thought. Maybe Hera doesn't want her to. I don't know. Yeah, I... You can't, can, you can't quell that, though. Look at him. He's brilliant. He obviously has can't. I'm getting. I'm getting so side tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> she no, just but... needs to abandon Sabine. Personal personal opinion, and and pick up with Jason. I think she'd have an easier time. Yeah, I. She seems to have more of an emotional connection, at least to Hera's family and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, okay. So I guess I don't understand why the lesson is live or die. Like I really don't. Because and, if she chooses, to, if she chooses to die, then she's not going back to the real world. Yeah, but that's not a bad thing necessarily. Like Jedi are supposed to be okay with that and being one with the Force. I don't see that as like. I I don't know that lesson seemed weird to me, especially since Filoni said, in Tales of the Jedi, Ahsoka's mother is the one who taught her to be comfortable from birth, basically with death. That's true, true, but she her story is not finished yet. It's not. So that's why I kind of want to come back to this episode once the season is finished and see if I get more context to kind of see what they're what they're doing. Well, I think it's like one of those things where he's trying to teach a lesson, but she has to answer it. She has to come to it herself. And I think she has to want to live in order to be sent back yeah. alive. But they didn't imply that Ahsoka was like kind of done with being alive like she's been going about her like this is why i have the conflict here because in the episodes of ahsoka so far there is nothing that has implied that she has lost the will to live if the larger question in this the lesson is like everything i am is what you are that's what anakin says to her and so that's when vader comes out is like ahsoka afraid that she has that potential darkness inside herself what does yes. that have to do with live or die? I'm very, I, I find the messaging really confusing and I just, I don't know. That That is where I got hung up on, on it. And it's not that it's bad. I feel like I'm just like, there's another card they haven't turned over yet to connect yeah. all these ideas. Totally. I think it was absolutely beautiful and, and absolutely brilliant. And I do kind of wonder if this was Ahsoka's cave. It, and this is not really Anakin at all. It could be just that her greatest fears come out, and that's what Luke's Force Cave showed him. You right. Know, and so this could just be showing her her greatest fears. I, it could, that very well could be because the beautiful, the absolutely brilliant and beautiful imagery of Anakin walking away and it flickering with Vader and when he comes back towards her yes. and it flickers into Vader that was so good that is chef's fucking kiss <laughs> it is that was some beautiful i just and i there's no better way and i can see if it's her greatest fear she doesn't know who is talking to her. Who is fighting? Yeah. Is it the dark side of him? Is it the light side that she knew and trusted? You know, because remember her and Maul's, you know, conversation. Yes. About Anakin. And and what's funny is, is that they chose 
Ryloth at the beginning, which is their first kind of into mm-hmm. the fray. And then he Anakin walks up and it's essentially season seven. And he's like, I don't remember this battle. And she has to explain to him that that's where she finally talked to Maul and like it dawned on her. And this is before Order 66, like that moment hits her on the ship. Yeah, but like while this is happening, Anakin's off turning to the dark side. So I I like that that finally actually overlapped in her timeline, quote unquote. Totally. So I can see how this would be her fighting the demon that has haunted her. Um. Again, I'm I'm with you. I don't know how it translate into translates into Ahsoka the White. Right, cuz it's like Gandalf the White. So, I started looking into the name of the episode of Shadow Warrior, right? And yes. I was like, okay, yes. what does this mean? Who is the Shadow Warrior? I have a, I have a theory. I want to see what you come up with because Okay. I want, so, I want to talk about it. <laughs> so, at the very beginning, their little Recap has Balin saying to her, your legacy, like your master's, was one of death and destruction. This is, okay, yes, yes. (laughs) Yes, I forgot about this part. (laughs) Say. No, 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 you keep going, but I forgot about this part. Yeah, the legacy. So he's, (laughs) yes, right? So he's seeding her mind right there that her legacy is death and destruction. Then she dies, right? Falls off the cliff. So that's the last thought she takes with her. Okay, so... There are two different ways you can approach this, right? There is the there's an idea of the death shadow, and that's something that's talked about in like the Old Testament and other parts of mythology. The warrior wash, where you like carry the deaths that you've been near. It's like often mm. um, described mm-hmm. as soldiers have a death shadow where they carry a shadow on them from all the death they've been around and you need like your soul purified but then there's a more literal thing the kagemusha which i'm sure i'm mispronouncing it is a japanese word that means shadow warrior it is the name of a kurosawa film oh well that has to be yeah and so the the shadow warrior in japanese is a political decoy but it also can be somebody who is not in the public eye but is influencing what is happening so anakin Mm. is her shadow warrior he is kind of like not controlling her but his lessons have created her and she feels that like she's carrying that that kind of influence yes. maybe even against her will because he had that darkness in him so that's yes. that's as deep as i got into it before you know we, we had to record which is why i think we could do like a, a deeper episode on this subject alone but yeah well doesn't this just tie into my theory what is please tell me what is your theory so if anyone out there practices mindfulness meditation, maybe you've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of shadow work? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, I have the definition. I'm just going to read it straight. Working with your unconscious mind to uncover the parts of yourself that you repress and hide from yourself. This can include trauma or parts of your personality that you subconsciously consider undesirable. So... In essence, if Anakin is her shadow warrior, mm-hmm. okay, and is kind of influencing behind the scenes, she has to go into herself through the world between worlds and work with this part of her in her, you know, this, this, the death shadow that she's carrying, mm-hmm. which is also Anakin, you know, and, and well, just everyone down the line, yeah. if you will. But she has to uncover this and, and deal with this before she can move on and finish whatever her job is back in the galaxy and back in the here and now. Yeah. And the work is done in this like weird plane of the world between worlds. Yeah. And she's got to go through it to get through it. <laughs> she's in water when water is often a symbol of the yeah. subconscious or the yes. unconscious mind. So yeah. 
So shadow work and shadow warrior were too close to me. And I was like, I need to double check and make sure I'm thinking of the right thing. And, and, and I was. Yeah. The shadow work. It's very hard to do because you have to do because work on parts of you you don't want to deal with. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's oftentimes stuff that you're not even aware of because it's in your subconscious. It's not even mm-hmm. necessarily in your, con- your active consciousness. So addressing it can be very difficult. But maybe if you near your death... <laughs> that might bring it to the surface. I don't know. Yeah. You got to get over this in order to go back. I mean, you got to finish this one yeah. more lesson. Cause she's, she's always kind of harped on the fact that, I mean, they say it right off the bat in this series. Like Anakin never got to finish my training and she blames herself because she walked away from him. Yeah. Y- you know, it's, he was the one person that defended her during that entire ordeal. She said to him, when she saw him, he said, I'm here to finish your training. And she's like, it's a little late for that. Kind of like, almost like, where have you been? Like he abandoned, yeah. Yeah, and I was well, like, uh, I mean, I get it because the Jedi did, did for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, there were things about, I think it was really good, but there were things that I was like, I'm. did I miss an episode of Rebels or something that explained <laughs> this? Like, I don't recall Ahsoka ever explicitly talking about the burden the psychological burden of being a warrior she always seemed to be quite comfortable with it even in clone wars as a kid yeah yeah yes um there were a few episodes yeah where she kind of learned like when her squadron got killed when she was very young she kind of like learned but it seemed like she learned that and got comfortable and like understood her position but um but that's not to say if this is a subconscious thing, that there is something she's been repressing all this time and is finally, it's coming to the surface now. I don't know. It was, I think there's a lot more. And that's why I think we can come back to this once the show is over. I I hope there will be more context because she was clearly reborn, right? She had the baptism and came out of the water. Yes, correct. And then was Gandalf the White. (laughs) Yes, I loved her new outfit. I am here for her new outfit. Her little half ponch, you know, like <laughs> I said, oh, there it is, the Star Wars poncho, but it it's was a half, half ponch. <laughs> yeah. And it was only over like one shoulder. We finally got to see like an orange arm. They have her so covered up. Same with Hera because it's too much paint. Her like headband wasn't on anymore. Uh, okay. I, I'm not comfortable with seeing It was a weird, right? It was weird. <laughs> it was a little bit, I couldn't stop it, looking at it. <laughs> It seemed indecent. It did a You know little. what I mean? Yeah. Like, she didn't have a bra on, and I didn't want to see that. It's Soka. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I agree. No, I agree. It's kind of, it's a little jarring when Tegru- female Tegruda don't have the, I don't know, headband, headdress, whatever you want to call it. Not, e- not even just Tegruda, like the, um, what is Hera? Help me. I was just going to say a Twi'lek. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. The men are very not cute with those bony <laughs> things in the front. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess if you have things sticking, I guess, I mean, it's an alien race. I just, <laughs> I guess there's, are they like self-conscious of it? Is that why they always have like some sort of headband on? I don't know. I don't know if it's just, if it's an you know how some cultures it's an you adorn yourself or yeah, if it yeah, has yeah, to do yeah. with <laughs> you know what i really think it is practically for <laughs> well she's got a hairline she's got to hide well that but i also think there might be <laughs> like headphones in there so she can hear through the styrofoam i never thought of that because I keep... It's, it's not styrofoam. It's got to be silicone, right? Because they get... They, they, I almost yeah, said they giggle. They, <laughs> they wiggle. They wiggle. <laughs> I just imagine, like, Hera and uh, Ahsoka and even the um, the Inquisitor, the, like, lead Inquisitor and yeah, Kenobi had those yeah. things just over his ears. <laughs> you would be deaf. Have... Deaf on set. <laughs> Val Kilmer said as Batman, he couldn't hear a thing the whole time. He said he felt that really so isolated because he couldn't hear anybody talking because he had How a creepy. rubber on his head. 
I just imagine it must be very uncomfortable. But yes, I agree. It was very shocking, actually. <laughs> it was. Actually, she was so pure in that moment. Yeah. She was so at peace and the light shined in on her. Yeah, it was beautiful. And it was this a, a grand awakening, you know, and this yeah. moment of peace. And I, I wish for that every night when I go to bed and wake up and I'm, <laughs> I get no sleep and no peace. So I was envious of her. Maybe it's jealousy, but it was... Very, they did a good job because I literally could not tell where yeah. it was Montreal from forehead. Yeah, it was very you know. s- seamless. And so- also, kudos to young Ahsoka, the actress. She played young Gamora in The Avengers. The, I was like, she right? looks familiar. She played young Gamora. Now I can't remember her name. Do you okay. Name? It's Ariana Greenblatt. Okay. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but. Yeah, she did a fantastic job. She sounded like Ashley a little bit. Like I, guess, oh, I found it very jarring, honestly. I was just distracted by how she looked and didn't hear her dialogue for a while. Because Ahsoka, oh. the animated Ahsoka, is so real to me. I know. My I know. Brain it's the same could, thing. It was trying to like connect synapses, and I didn't think she did a bad yeah. job. I just, just my brain was trying to like rationalize someone else's voice coming out of. Well, to ben. be completely honest, I, I'm going to sound like such a bitch. <laughs> I still don't think Hayden is as good as Matt Lanter oh, when man. it comes to young clone. And this is the bias, right? We're used to these characters in this timeline, in yeah. this Clone Wars timeline being... Ashley and James and Matt and yeah it's so hard <laughs> to <laughs> like your brain like I said my brain that's why when I screamed at you I said what am I even watching because I knew what I was watching <laughs> but what am I actually fucking watching like it was kind of weird and and divine all at the same time yes the yes. two can coexist yes. right i hundred percent i agree with that yes it was both no one's gonna hate me for saying that out there are they because i don't know there's some crazy hayden stands out there but i like i loved it but like you my brain is trained now when i see anakin in that armor it's matt lanter's voice it's gonna come out of yes <laughs> you know what this actually means we're not used to it, which means we need to get used to it, which means we need more. <laughs> if this is a matter of just getting used to it. <laughs> I can get used to it. Absolutely. I give could me more. Listen. Just, please give me some get... Obi-Wan and Quinlan Voss also. Just oh. Throw that out there. Again, we're not asking for much. <laughs> Listen to us. We just got what we were fucking begging for. I, I know. And we're already asking for more. <laughs> I was a little disappointed. I'm going to be honest, a little disappointed Obi-Wan wasn't there. But I get it. He's not part of this story. (laughs) I know. And I I kept thinking, like, just a little drive-by. Him running by, you know, and by the white. Maybe Cody's with him. We could get all of the gang together. Oh, my God. But I know. It's not the focus. I mean, at least we got Rex, right? For, like, literally 1.8 seconds, we had Rex. (laughs) Well, it's also for the people who don't watch any of this and don't know yeah like to them it's probably just another clone but to us it's our boy we he could we could still get live action that that could have been the like original like dip your toes in and then he shows up in the series at another time oh, yeah absolutely he's still potentially you know? could absolutely could yeah. so yeah. I, i'm not giving up hope on a uh, helmetless uh rex <laughs> in the flesh yes at, with tim being him all the way. So uh, I want to talk about the line and what you interpreted it as when Ahsoka says to Anakin, I will not fight you. And he says, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought two things. The first thing I thought was, ah, because she already fought Vader. And she said that. Mm-hmm. But it's also Luke's line. Mm-hmm. Did you did you think that? I did. It's I know Return of the Jedi so well. I even have Mark Hamill's intonation 
memorized that I will not fight you and he's hiding under yes. the stairs. Yes. Vader says, you cannot hide forever, Luke. <laughs> I really liked that and I'm going with Luke's because it would be so much more meaningful that he, that this Anakin, let's say it's not like a projection of Ahsoka. It's not Ahsoka's like d- deepest fears or whatever. Mm-hmm. The thing we said earlier. <laughs> let's <laughs> pretend it is like Anakin kind of existing in this plane and helping because he owes a debt, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, for a while. Uh, And it's kind of a, not a tongue-in-cheek, but like a little nod to, yeah, I've heard other people I loved say that before. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, I would love that so much. (laughs) I'm sure it's the other. Well, it could also be that a lot of people said that they weren't going to fight him. You know, like Obi Wan. <laughs> Obi Wan didn't. I, I, all the people you would never imagine fighting him. Obi Wan, his son, his wife. They've Ahsoka. They've all yeah. ended up in Anakin slash Vader's clutches. And who, who's the guy that was hitting on Padme that he fist fought? <laughs> Fresh <his> Clovis. <laughs> ah, him too. Add him to the list. <laughs> And like Matt Lanter says, Anakin doesn't even use the force on him. He just beats him up. (laughs) He straight beats his ass. (laughs) Anakin's been waiting to do that his whole life. And Rush was the perfect scapegoat for his fists. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oh, I just, I kind of, these are the things that were going through my head and why I missed half the damn dialogue and can't remember it. And I need need you with your written down quotes to to help me because. Write it, yeah, because it was just like. (laughs) What are they saying? Like, cause, cause, like you, I wasn't. It wasn't that I wasn't listening. It was that I, my brain could not process that much all at once. Yeah. Cause it was like, oh my god, she's falling. Oh, it's pink and misty. Oh, is she a child? Is that a clone? Is that Anakin? Is that Rex? It was just like, yeah. and then I died. <laughs> that, was it. that was it. And then I died. Yes. <laughs> I uh, at first for a second I thought it was freaking geonosis that they were point rain yeah but then i quickly realized that she was much younger than that so (laughs) she's yeah i know so damn good they can't not have obi-wan if if they go to freaking geonosis (laughs) if they do point rain flashbacks we need to have a a stunt double or somebody james (laughs) can you stand in (laughs) give james a fucking chance to be on camera he did yes. say in, in his interview with us that he might get a chance to work on screen, but he, he of course, wasn't implying I anything. Know. But I wouldn't, know. wouldn't that be nice? I mean, if not in the Kenobi series, then yeah. when? <laughs> I know. I mean, at, at the end of all this, like you said, we're going to have to revisit this one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love, I can totally see... Anakin kind of coming back maybe as a force ghost to like wrap it up. Yeah. Like way to go. Snips. You learned the lesson or whatever this is going to culminate in, you know, and it may not be this season. It may be next mm-hmm. season or something, you know, they only have yeah. three episodes left or whatever. Right. Yeah. I think it is, it's eight episodes total. Right. So yeah. Yeah. We only have three yeah. Left. Oh my God. All of this in one episode. Oh, we could do an arc on just this one episode. <laughs> I know we really could because there's so much, there's so much more. And, like, the fact that she she chooses life, then kind of you see this shift in her trust in the Force. You know, the space whales and... Yes, the space whales. She says, you know, we'll end up where we end up. Kind of just, you know, yeah. we'll go yeah, where she... we go. We'll see where this takes us, which is more... Because this whole time I felt like I love Rosario Dawson, but Ahsoka is snips yeah and she's snippy she is she is i've said all along this show is missing the twinkle in the eye you know that is star wars it came it came yeah you see it now it's like she had forgotten it but again i think part of why i'm I'm struggling with that is that change that character growth or whatever lack of growth or recession happened off camera (laughs) again so it's like the the Ahsoka from Rebels mm. and the Ahsoka we're seeing now, mm-hmm. and now she's having to change again. It's like, well, we didn't see why she needs to change. 
we didn't see her lose herself, which is why she's now having to have this lesson from Anakin or whatever. I don't know. Um, I feel like my brain is scrambling to keep up and I know I'm not stupid. So Right, no. I, I'm 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 with you. There is there are gaps and it's not because I was screaming during some of it. I know it. I think I think we'll have to revisit it. Honestly. Yeah. As soon as you said Space Whales, I would just like to mention the phenomenal music. The music is gorgeous. Kevin Kiner, again, amazing. Again. Props. He brought it. And uh, the ending with the whales and, like, the the look in everyone's eyes and the ships and, like, the pure, like, awe. The music built that up. Yeah. You know, it turned them from being like space whales into this majestic force being that like Ahsoka can speak to in some way. Mm-hmm. And like they don't know anything about how she did it or how, you know, Jedi can do it or force wielders can do it. And it's like off they go on their journey with these special creatures. And it was so beautiful. I like yeah. had tears and it was probably yeah. a combination of just being completely overwhelmed. And then the music was so pivotal at the end it was just like oh you know yeah i'm never gonna snicker at the space whales ever again never (laughs) because they're they're majestic they are the big one was beautiful and he had he had kind eyes and a lot of teeth and he was gentle he was those little flat plant eating teeth i I mean they weren't little they were huge but they were massive (laughs) but you know they're 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 skinny they're narrow. Yes, yes. And they, there's clearly uh, an understanding that they mean no harm and mm-hmm. he'll just hold them in his mouth until they arrive at the new destination. I love that. I just love that so much. The trust of two separate beings. You know, I just, I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love Loth wolves. I love the space whales. I love, should we start calling them purgles? now i guess they are per- purgle yes i mean purgle purgle space whale. that's what i was wondering virgil or virgil <laughs> it's virgil the purgil ah his name is virgil that's it we're calling the big one virgil <laughs> i just made up a nickname i don't even know the gender of the poor whale but virgil's Doesn't the matter name. i guess so i wanted to ask you because you are our resident lord of the rings expert Oh boy, yes. What are the parallels here with Gandalf the White and Ahsoka the White? Because it's more than just the outfit. (laughs) If we're talking Lord of the Rings only, if there's any parallel, the thing about Gandalf is it's funny because there's a lot of fire involved in his path. He sacrificed himself against a fiery evil being. You can take that as you want. Anakin, Mustafar, you know, anger, fire, you know, the whole Mm -hmm. thing, the connections. He sacrificed himself to defeat the Balrog, which is a fire-breathing, fire-wielding furnace creature from the (laughs) the dark depths. I I don't know how else to... His mouth is like a furnace. Anyway, he went down, and he fell, same as Ahsoka, down deep, deep, deep. And then... Since he's kind of in this, uh, like he was sent from the mystical beings in the Lord of the Rings realm, like the high, the high entities, mm-hmm. the ethereal beings, mm-hmm. his job was not done. So they sent him back and he was Gandalf the Grey and then he became Gandalf the White. Now, when he came back, he came back with a new name, a sense of who he used to be, but had a more clearer path going forward and what he needed to do and he was very focused and he had like he could speak to animals he could i know he could kind of uh let's say he had much more power in his staff than he used to he could wield more power i mean he always had the power but he came back with a purpose and so everything he was outfitted with basically lent to that purpose was Mm going to help him help everyone else so his he was essentially sent back to do a job by the higher beings came back with a white robe 
basically everything you just described described Ahsoka as well. And I tried not to be, I tried not to do that. I tried to tell his story without yeah. relating it to this. But as I'm telling it, it's kind of obvious, right? I mean, we we know that Filoni is a huge Lord of the Rings geek and obviously yes. has Gandalf top of mind pretty much all the time. <laughs> Everyone loves Gandalf. He's wonderful. Yeah. It, and it, he's real cheeky when he first comes back. The way he, like, reintroduces himself to the characters. Like, when they find him, they're like, Gandalf, oh my god, you're back, you lived. And he's like, Gandalf, that name seems familiar. I am Mithrandir and blah, 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 and Gandalf the White and all this stuff. And so he takes on whatever they say, but he's, like, kind of, he's not all there, but he is. Mm-hmm. Is he messing with them, or is that actually Oh, it's a little, it's a little of both. But okay. I, I think a part of him was wiped out because he was reborn. He mm-hmm. retells the story of what happened. He was, he essentially died, was brought back with a, with a sole purpose. Well, it's very obviously yeah. connected there. There is no mistake. Now, I probably didn't give him justice in my abridged version, but guess what? You're going to have to read the story. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we talk about Hera and her son, because yes, I love little Jason. He's a pensive little boy. He is Kanan's son. So freaking cute. And I love the green hair, honestly. I know. I would like to have green hair. It looks good on him. And yeah. and him and Chopper are like buddies, which I think is so nice because Chopper's been with Hera since, the, since day one, you know? Yeah, they're basically brothers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's sweet. I... I loved that he could sense and hear in a way that Mm -hmm. something was taking place in the water. Now, here's my fucking question. Did Hera hear it or not? Yeah, good question. I don't know. She seemed like she did, which would make no sense unless there was actually something going on in the water and it wasn't just in the force. I don't think she heard it. I think she was made aware that she needs to trust her son and his abilities mm-hmm. because she trusted Kanan and his abilities. And it dawned mm-hmm. on her that, okay, he wouldn't be making this shit up. Right. So let's take action. She's an action kind of person. Like, she was kind of impatient and like, what? You know, what do you want? Yes, what? Mommy's working. You know, one of those things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mommy's being exactly. a badass. What do you want? Make it quick, you know? So... <laughs> Mommy's defying a Senate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I think it when she took a minute to pause and stood next to her little boy who's just a smaller version of, you know, Kanan, yeah. it dawned on her, trust him. You know, not, not everything is, like, visible to the, the naked eye, if you will. Yeah. So I don't think she heard it. A lot of people, I saw a lot of people say like, oh, this means that anyone with the, everyone has the force and everyone can hear it. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. I think it's much, much more motherly in the fact of like, trust your son. Yeah. You know, don't brush him off. I swear to God, if they, if this is just one more example of anyone has the force and this is the the company line now i'm gonna get real tired of it because there that would be very heavy-handed if that was the case yeah i i really i don't think she could hear it but she was so she was so taken by how her son seemed like totally engrossed in it yeah i'm very sure of himself yeah about it. yeah that she, even though she tried to hear it she knows like, this is a Kanan thing, and she trusted Kanan mm-hmm. how many times, right? Right. He didn't even have sight, and he could perceive things. So I think it's right. a really nice symbol of a mother slowing down, just take a minute, pause, breathe, Yeah. trust your kid, keep it pushing. So It's what we've talked about, and I'm actually really pleased that Star Wars has done this a few times. We talked about it with Andor, how, like... Yeah. Cassian loved his mother and loved his father and wasn't a perfect family, but they still, they loved each other. And this is another, it's like, it's, it's just so refreshing that it's not contention in the family. You know, it's like the family loves each other and they're doing stuff together and they're working towards 
a goal, sort of, but also just like you said, it's just a mother trusting her son. Yeah. That was refreshing. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. That it didn't turn into some other layer of intrigue. It's like, we don't need it. Mm-mm. We don't need it. No. <laughs> it's good how it is. <laughs> <sighs> we'll just brace ourselves and see where this goes. It better fucking go to Thrawn soon. We're almost done with this season. Bitch. If we don't get Thrawn, I, I, I'm dying for some Thrawn. I swear, if he, if he doesn't show up to like the last episode and some sort of teaser cliffhanger for next season, I'm gonna be so pissed. Nah, he's got to be next episode because they gotta. We didn't get any, uh, Balin, no, yeah, none of that crew. So I imagine. Do you think the whole next episode will only be them? Better not be. I will say, I had more than one person message me. Haters gonna hate, I guess, but whatever. I'm gonna say it anyway. More than one person messaged me to say they were really they enjoyed the episode a lot more because Sabine wasn't in it. Oh, I I heard it too. And look, the yeah. focus was on Ahsoka and what we know about Ahsoka, and I believe that's the title of the show. So <laughs> yeah. I was very thrilled that we got. Listen, I know people out there who have not seen Clone Wars or a lot of Clone Wars or Rebels and completely loved episode five. Yeah. Just as they've loved every other episode where they don't know all these characters. And one of my friends, a co-worker, watching the show said he was blown away by everything in the episode that he didn't quite grasp and didn't quite know, you know, the detailed details, but... He fucking loved it. It's his new, like, Tuesday, Tano Tuesday routine, which I thought was really cool. So if you're listening out there, I know you know who you are. If you're listening, it was, it's been a pleasure trying to explain all of this. (laughs) So it's so, it's so funny. I love talking about it. My mom really liked the episode, but she finally, I think she finally felt bad for Anakin. I said, way to catch up. I mean. She's like, well, he's not nice, but I, I guess, I guess everyone has a story. Yes, they do. This one is the longest one. <laughs> this is the yeah. most hurtful one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I found this so interesting and engaging because you're not sure which Anakin you're gonna get. They are two and sides of one coin. Yeah, we have talked about it in the past. He is a conundrum. He's duality completely because he's a hero who's selfish yeah you know and he's brave and so fearful yes it's It's wild so interesting yes yeah that's why i've always thought that the character of anakin is so compelling because he represents all the great that we can be and all of the bad that we can be that's inherently Mm -hmm. within everyone everyone has that darkness that that the part of us that we don't want to acknowledge, but it comes out every now and then. Not to the degree that he's we're killing younglings, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he represents yeah. what's in everyone and what will happen if you honor one over the other. Be it the good, the good side or the dark side. I mean, that's in every story of good and evil. Mm-hmm. It's It's the battle of these two parts of every whole it's yeah you can't have the light without the darkness you can't have good without knowing bad you can't have redemption without knowing the fall it's it's what makes this so good (laughs) (laughs) ah and in a clone wars outfit i can't i can't complain this week we're eating good us clone wars fans we're eating good (laughs) We are ovaries exploded all over the world on Tuesday. <laughs> I was talking about food and you went straight to ovaries. I knew I liked you. <laughs> Praise be episode five, bitches. <laughs> Cue the music. Cue the music. <laughs> So next week, we're going to take a turn back to Luke Skywalker because we love him and we haven't talked about him in a hot minute. 
Yeah, I was thinking about them the other day, and I was like, you know what? I miss Luke. I miss Luke, too. <laughs> so we're going to talk about Luke. In fact, what we're going to talk about is something that has interested us. We're going to explore it. It's why does Luke Skywalker not have any scarring or markings on him from the Force lightning that Sidious threw at him in Return of the Jedi? So we're... We're going to talk about it from a mythical standpoint, you know, the symbolism of lightning. We're going to talk about it from a meteorological standpoint, because that's me. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it from a Star Wars standpoint. You literally have a lightning bolt on your shirt. I right actually now. do, but it's <laughs> it has nothing to do with weather, which is even funnier. But <laughs> it all comes together for next week's episode. So please join us back here for some fun and some lightning. It'll It'll add a spark to your day. (laughs) Last week we discussed Ahsoka episode three and four. We asked our audience, what were their thoughts on the episode? And you guys delivered once again on Spotify. We had Isla said, loved episode four, had goosebumps when I heard hello snips. Mm. I was literally screaming at the top of my lungs when I saw Anakin. Hey, same. (laughs) (laughs) sean said luke was way too old to start training but to your point he must have inherited papa vader's midichlorians and had potential not seeing sabine's jedi journey i see yeah because i i said isn't she a little old in comparison to like say grogu or even luke in a new hope and everything so maybe there's exceptions i don't know yeah yeah i mean luke was 18 in A New Hope, but... But he was uh, destined. There's a difference between destiny and casual force wielder. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) True. True, true. Just my opinion. And then Alexandra said, episode four, I died. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that in my soul. (laughs) Yeah. It took everything to not scream when Hayden appeared. Yeah, pretty much. I think I went (gasps) and made some weird hideous noise when it when I realized what was gonna happen. So yes, and I would like I would like to check in with everyone that died in episode four. Are you still alive? Or are you completely we, dead? We might need to do a support group episode or uh, not episode, but a support group on Zoom for, yeah, yeah. for everyone. There are a lot of force ghosts that ended up after episode five, so <laughs> thank you for everyone who replied as usual. And thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you would like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy the podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.